Well, are they going to be more balanced with how they do things? Ever wonder what your animals are trying to tell you? How to decipher those looks, barks, meows, and interesting behaviors? Join me as I share numerous animal communication encounters and some bizarre unfoldings. Jump into unique stories that will open your mind to the depths in which the animals that share our world are looking to connect. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. So excited to have you here today. Today, we're going to jump into, I think, one of my all-time fave connections, just because it's one of those conversations where I was like, oh, that actually makes a lot of sense. However, without communicating to that animal, I never would have come to that conclusion. Sometimes the animals in our lives, in our households, or connected to us, can start showing some peculiar behaviors. Some of these behaviors can be desirable. Some of them are not desirable. Us as humans, we just don't know how to decipher that at times unless you know how to check in and listen and see what's going on there. I remember one time our bulldog Herbert was just sleeping upstairs. At this point in time, our master bedroom was on the main level of our house and so was our living room. When he was resting or hanging out, it was just upstairs and it was so peculiar. It was just bizarre. I took a moment and I connected in with him and I'm like, hey buddy, what's going on? Why are you sleeping upstairs? And he's like, oh, the energy downstairs is just, it's just off. It just doesn't feel great. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That would make a lot of sense. And so I did a beautiful smudge of the house. It's wonderful. Felt really good. And shortly after that, he was cool. He came downstairs and he started hanging out downstairs again. So when Alex, my partner, came home, he's like, oh, Herb's downstairs. And I'm like, yeah. He said the energy down here was off and that's why he's been upstairs so much. And he's like, oh, that makes sense. And I looked at him because this was at a point in time and exploring this that again was a little newer for me. And I was like, you know, I got to say, I'm so happy that you just said that that makes a lot of sense because I don't feel at this point in my life, there's a lot of people that I could say that to and they'd just be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You know, the dog just told me that the energy was off. (laughs) And this is where I just love my partner because he has helped me believe in this, believe in that deep connection since I first started exploring it. He definitely has helped me grow and lean into my confidence and abilities in doing this as a huge support. So if he listens to this one, as I know he will, thank you so much for all that you do for me. All right. So jumping into today's story, though, is this isn't it. 
We're going to talk about a communication session that I had with my sister's family cat named Charlie. Hence (laughs) the beautiful title of this podcast, which reminds me of that one YouTube video a while ago that went viral where it was, I believe, a kid from England, but he was the mom, Charlie bit me kind of (laughs) story. I just love that this lines up with that. As the kids were growing up, one of the beautiful fur beans that came to live with my sister and her family, his name was Charlie. And he was a super cute cat, beautiful, beautiful, spunky little kitten. But man, oh man, did he ever bond with my sister's oldest child with Jake. Now, if you look at the episode artwork, you'll notice in this picture, Jake's not that old. Although he's the oldest sibling of three, when Charlie was in their life, Jake was still pretty little, but man, these two had a bond to admire. They were just so connected. It was really adorable to observe. One of the things that started happening with Charlie is out of nowhere, unprovoked, he started biting their middle child, Avery, so Jake's younger sister. And I can say unprovoked because Avery's a super, super sweet girl. And every time he'd bite her, it would just hurt her feelings because she wouldn't honestly be doing a thing and he would just run up and bite her. And she would cry and she just wanted to know why Charlie didn't like her. It was something that, yeah, it was just sad to see. And so one day I was at my sister's house and We were hanging out upstairs in her room, and I decided to connect in with Charlie. He was sitting on the bed and have a conversation with him around why he was biting Avery. When I had this conversation, it was really, really cool because his perception of things was that my sister and her husband were stronger on Jake when it came to discipline than they were on Avery. The cat felt that there was an imbalance there, that if the two kids were bickering or something like that, that you could say Jake would get in more trouble than Avery would. This was the cat's perception. And so what the cat was then doing is he felt he was leveling out the game then by giving Avery a bite. (laughs) You could say he was then subbing in his own form of discipline by then giving Avery a bite. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I wasn't there for the conversations. I think between being the older child and the younger child, Sometimes more of the burden of that conversation goes to the older child. I'm sure my sister, being the older child, 100% would say that my parents were harder on her than they were on me. With that, I could really see where this cat was coming from with his behaviors. Although that makes sense, it doesn't mean that it's an appropriate behavior. 
And so just like when you have conversations with humans, when you have conversations with animals, you can shift your tone. I didn't then shift into an angry tone with Charlie, but I shifted into a very grounded, you could almost say I was making sure within my heart chakra that my root chakra aspect within that chakra was strong and grounded. Just had a different strength and firmness to it, however, still holding compassion. And so I started to explain to Charlie that he is part of the whole family, that he is there to connect with all of the parts of the family, and that it's not okay and really stressing, not okay to bite anyone. Almost as if you had a kid that was a biter. Some kids go through that phase when they're growing up that they bite. It's just that, no, I remember working at a daycare with my mom and they'd be like, no, thank you. Teeth are for eating food, not biting people. (laughs) But it's just that firm, like, no, thank you. We don't bite people. (laughs) It just was giving that firm message to him. And he's like, well, are they going to be more balanced? with how they do things. And I'm like, I don't know, but that's then not up to you to harmonize out with a bite. That's not okay. And again, just had that firm tone. All of a sudden, my sister's like, oh my gosh, what are you saying to him? Because meanwhile, this whole conversation, all they're seeing is me and the cat sitting there and they're not hearing any of this. But the cat had just pinned his ears right back. Like he was just like, no, totally shifted his demeanor as well. And so I started explaining to my sister the conversation I was having and that right now I was in the process of setting a boundary for Charlie when it came to biting and started to explain why it's not okay to bite family members and that he needs to show the same love and compassion. It's okay if him and Jake have this bond, but he has to open up compassion to the rest of the family. And even if he can't do that, that he can't bite, he can't be biting Avery, that that's not okay. That's not a desirable behavior. Took a couple more breaths with Charlie And just told him, you're a great cat. You are so wonderful. You're so loved. She just wants to love you. Keep connecting with the kids. But again, you're just not allowed to bite. Sure enough, coming out of that situation, there definitely was a big shift. I do believe there was maybe one or two more bites, but it definitely Definitely ended up stopping and took a different path within the family, which is really good. Super thankful for Avery within that experience. Yeah, just I think helped Jake understand that someone else was on his side too, even if he maybe felt that he was getting the brunt end of things, especially I think probably most firstborn children feel this way. That was just a situation where I really got some good insight around why different behaviors can show up within our animals, especially, again, if something's coming forward unprovoked, 
and you don't know why, it's a really good opportunity to see is there something going on behind the scenes or is there something right now that my animal is trying to show me or make me aware of that's out of balance or out of harmony. And they always come back to this harmonizing aspect. And so, yeah, listeners, I hope this gives you a little bit to ponder whether it's how your dog languages with you or how your cat shows up to the different beings that are a part of your life too. And just get curious because as soon as you get curious, you activate the heart in a different way and more of your intuition starts to show up. Have fun and thanks again for listening. Have a beautiful day. Here's our little disclaimer. Please know that these animal connections are coming in through my beliefs and filters. They're coming in through my consciousness. That they are not a diagnosis or are they applicable to all animals. More simply put, these stories are meant to inspire individuals to dive deeper into the relationships with the animals in their world and all that they have to share with them. 